Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Healing Courageously. November is a month of thankfulness. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. right? Yeah. Next couple months, there's a lot to be thankful for in our lives, so we just look for it a little yeah. bit, right? And last week, we talked about gratitude, and this week, we're going to talk about... Can I just say one thing you about gratitude? You can say like, where we So, I just want to thank all of you out there that are participating in our 30 Days of Gratitude Challenge. Um, just as mm-hmm. a reminder, this is going to go on throughout the whole month of November, so every day, post on Facebook, your social media... Um, accounts what you're grateful for each day and make sure that you tag healing courageously with that Um, so I am I get gratitude just reading them so it's kind of nice to be able to see that everybody else is out there doing it along with us so it's awesome to see that people are participating in I know I've been doing a gratitude list for about a month now and it's really well you told me the other day it has changed him yeah so it's it's something you can do um Every day, if you want. Yeah, it doesn't know. have to just be the month of Thanksgiving for no. 30 days. So it's something to implement in your daily routine. Hopefully, the challenge will get it going so they can do it continuously, you know, even through Christmas. Yeah, because okay? we we know the holidays are tough for a lot, a lot of people, um, and that's kind of why we're doing these podcasts. Mm-hmm. The next couple months will be all around this. So um, today, what are we gonna, talking about today? We're going to talk about. Family. Family. Family and the holidays. That yes. can be challenging, but it also can be rewarding. There's exactly. good and bad in that. Right. Uh, the one thing that we used to do, especially in my journey, early journey of recovery, was, well, actually, we, we did a lot with just our immediate nuclear family. Yeah. I had to do that for myself, mm-hmm. and my family was very accepting of that. They wanted to see dad and husband you know, get sober and live a better life. And so for about a year, I don't want to say we isolated. We just kind of kept away from um, the big from family. the big family events, big family and stuff, events. Right. especially yeah. where, especially the events where the family gatherings where a lot of drinking was taking place. Right. Um, we had to make sure that we helped Randy in his uh, first year of sobriety, and we also had to um, recover, help him recover those periods of time where he was um, maybe a little weaker in the moment yeah. you know you had to get to that place where we needed to make sure we were on that journey with him so that he felt safe and felt secure in right. where he was because there was a lot of change taking place that first a lo- year a lot of change taking place and we're also not naive to the fact that you know I, I would say this I really feel I'm one of the luckier families mm. luckier luckier recovering men because um, a lot of people don't have don't have the support that I have. Right, yeah. You know, no, it in takes, my early journey, it takes time. There's been so much damage done. And so these holidays can be especially lonely and even shaming to a point because yeah. it's like, man, I can't believe I did this and so on, you know. So 
it's really important that we, we talk about this today. Yeah. Um, like I said, one of the things we used to do once we, I think it was the first year that the we first really, year, yeah. we really isolated. And my whole family knew what we were doing, so it wasn't like we weren't talking to them. Um, we didn't have, you know, the Christmas and Thanksgiving events. They knew why we weren't attending outside of the home. Yeah. But then that, that, that second year, we started attending more events. Um, but when it comes to the holidays, both Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm -hmm. what we did is we opened up our home because there's a lot of people that are in recovery, especially in the early journeys of recovery, mm -hmm. that they might be across the country in some kind of recovery center from their family. They might be estranged from their family at this point in time. So we opened up our home to our media family, and then plus to the recovery world, or the recovery family. And yeah. We just invited people that, hey, what are you doing Thanksgiving? I don't know, my, my, you know, my wife's on the other side of the, of the state, she's not coming here. All these different things we hear, we said, you know what, why don't you just come to our house? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I understand that we were a little more fortunate than a lot of people, but still, there's a lot of people out there that are more probably more than willing to open up their homes. And to those people, I will say this. This is really important. What they need is a family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Please don't lecture them about their abuse, about their about their alcohol abuse or drug abuse or any of that. Make them feel more like they're a family member. Yeah. Make them feel like they're at home. Right, because that's that's what they're craving. That's what they need. They, they want that community, that healthy community. community, and that's what we've got. To, that's the environment I felt that we were able right. to create. Plus, it allowed me to be that entertaining wife. I love to have friends and family over. I love to right. entertain. So it gave me an opportunity to have some normalcy in a in a new environment. Let's call it that, because exactly. it was all new. We were all learning to make adjustments that first year. So. Um, it was good for me as the, the non-alcoholic spouse to be able to offer that to yourself and to right. our community of family and friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there, there's a lot of, lot of steps we have to take as if we're new on the journey to recovery. Um, I understand it. Kathy understands it thoroughly that there could be a lot of confusion, a lot of sadness, mm -hmm. um, a lot of shame might come up. But <clears throat> we want you to know that it's okay. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's okay to, to feel angry and to hurt, feel hurt about this, okay? And don't let anybody tell you to get over it, mm, grow up, no. you did it. Or that you that. shouldn't feel or angry. you shouldn't yeah. feel it. No, nobody knows how you should feel. Nobody right. knows what you've gone through. So yeah. I, I'm here to tell you it's okay to be angry, right, and hurt about not having family around you during the holidays, okay? But don't don't exert that anger into your friends or your your recovery family or the people that have invited you over or to your church family find somebody that you can talk yeah. to when you're angry right and just talk just sit down and talk to them about it yeah just we the, the longer we hold on to our anger it just bruises this resentment yeah and that's what leads to relapse right because we're just holding on to this stuff and it's just like a big boiling pot in there yeah so it's okay that you're angry, but release it. Let the people around you know how you feel and let them love you back. Let them love you until you can love yourself. Yeah, that's good. It, that's okay. Don't feel bad about that. Yeah, and I think that just comes down to you know finding a coping mechanism that works for you when those negative emotions come up. Right. 
um, you know, it's it's overwhelming sometimes. It can be overwhelming. Yeah. So there's a lot of little little coping mechanisms that you might have learned on your journey, but things that I know that have worked for us is writing. Uh, my girls know <laughs> that they have to journal, and yeah. that's part of their that's in their toolbox of recovery right. uh, is to journal. Journal about how you're feeling. Just Maybe even write a letter to that person that you're upset with. You don't have to send it, but no, you need to release right. yourself yeah. by writing that letter. Um, write it, read it to your support, your, your coach, your therapist. Yeah, your find mentor, somebody that you trust that you're comfortable right. with. Right. Um, the other thing you can do is go for a quick, brisk walk or a run. Um, maybe walk to the park. Look at your environment. Look at the things around you. Get yourself out exerting yourself so that you can get some of that pent-up frustration and anger out of your system. Um Boxing, you know, things like that. There's a lot of little things you can do that will help you to relieve yourself of some of those things. Um, and then also, you know, prayer. Prayer always works. You know, if you can just get get yourself into a quiet place where you can just say, God, release me of these things. I don't need to carry this. This is mm-hmm. yours to carry. Um, and so truly release those out into um into God so that he can handle and take care of that stuff for you. He'll walk with you. He'll journey with you. He's not going to remove it. He's going to require our action. And these coping mechanisms of writing and journaling, um, walking out, brisk walk, exercise, and prayer, God's going to do all of that right there with you. And then also, let's not forget about mindful meditation. Richard Mm -hmm. Rohr gives a really good example Mm -hmm. of this. And I really, really like this. So we're we're walking around and, and possibly we've got all these negative emotions and feelings and thoughts and words coming around in our head, right? Just imagine, go somewhere quiet and sit down and close your eyes. Then imagine you're sitting on a river, right? A peaceful river, and the the water only flows one way. It can never go backwards, right? So as you're sitting there trying to meditate, and it takes practice, and all of a sudden this, I see what you did, you blew it with your whole family. That thought comes in, don't fight the thought. Let it come in and, and, and pretend that, that there's a boat on the river in front of you, mm, that's good. right? And cast that thought, put that thought on that boat, right? And name that boat negative attitude or whatever you want to, whatever you want to name it. And just, just let it go. Watch it go down the river and don't bring it back in. What happens a lot of times in meditation, we fight the thoughts mm-hmm. that are coming that's in really our head. That's really good. That's good. And we can't fight them. We've got to let them go. Yeah. You know, I'm depressed today. Mm-hmm. Well, again, put it on that boat and let it go. And are you truly depressed or are you just sad? Yeah. There's a good. big difference there. Okay? Yeah. So I think, there's different ways you can you can. Yeah, work. and I think one other thing is, is, is in addition to those coping mechanisms, those tools, is make a list of positive attributes yeah. about yourself. Yes. Who you are, who God has created you to be. Um, because when we start looking at all the positive things, we find out that there's more positive. It far outweighs the negatives in our life. So just as a one other coping mechanism is just take some time to write out what those attributes are. And maybe even not just write, not just list them, but write about them. Why mm. is that a good attribute? Right. Why am I, um, why am I a good mom? And then list the things, right. you know, write about those things. Right. Why am I a good sister? Why am I a good aunt? Those are so important to, we, we really need to have self-reflection during the holidays. You know, and, and early on, it's, it's sometimes, and even later on, it, it's hard to write down, what do you mean attributes? I'm, I'm worthless. Look at all the damage. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Just, you, you've got a lot of positive in you. So don't negate the first positive thought. Write it on paper. Yeah. Right? Don't negate it. If it comes to your head, then write it down on the paper. Let the negative thoughts go. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. 
Yeah. What this, else you got? Well, here, here's a here's a big one that I that I was told by my mentor, mm-hmm. and that um, when we first started integrating ourselves back in the family, and even up until today, I will do so. You have an entrance and an exit plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of time, the entrance plan is you show up a little bit late, or you show up a little bit early, say hi to everybody, and you kind of sit down, right? Especially early on. But the big one is the exit plan. Oh, and also make sure, right, make sure that your mentor, your sponsor, mm-hmm. your, your coach, your therapist, whoever that you're de- working with, right, make sure they know you're going to this event that you're going to be uncomfortable at. Yeah. As silly as it might seem, it's very important, right? And have their everybody's phone number in your phone. Yeah. Right. You want to share a little bit about how you handled that with our nieces? Wedding? That's what. Yeah. That's yeah. What I'm that's up good. To right now. And so the first big event we went to was my niece's cousin. She's cousin. cousin. Yeah. But she's like our kid's age, yeah. so she's like a niece. Right. <laughs> went to their wedding, and again, there's a lot of drinking in my in that part of my family. They just have fun. They don't cause no problem. They just like a drink. <laughs> and so I was real nervous about going to it. Yeah, all my sponsor knew, my therapist knew, everybody knew. This is just it. a my, little over a year into your Just story. about a year, yeah, yeah a little, little over a year, year. My, into, into my recovery. And so what I did is when I got there, I went in a little nervous. And I think before the wedding started, I even went out and talked to my sponsor mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Yeah. And they go, okay, just, just, you know, I'm here if you need me, so on and so forth. So we went in. Um, actually, my... <laughs> I saw my brother there, which I hadn't seen for a long time, and um, I, I actually ended up making an amends to him for being a, a you know, a, a punk big brother when we were growing up. So um, that worked out okay. But <clears throat> the exit plan is that okay, it's time to go. I'm uncomfortable. People are drinking. Shoulders going over that the arms going over the shoulder. I, I can't. I gotta leave now. I'm just uncomfortable going around now remember this is early recovery and so you know Kathy was on board and so we would leave and I'll just say it was hard it was hard for me at first because I am such a people person family person that I didn't want to leave but I needed to honor my husband and where he was at that time and I still do today Um, but I just want people to know that it's not always easy being the spouse of somebody who's struggling but it is important to support them um, even when it's not fun sometimes, right. it's important to yeah. support you. I yeah, still no, do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, this wedding was far away from our home. So if you're local, right, and, and there's a wedding or whatever you're going to, then, um, you know, let somebody know, hey, I might need to ride home. You know, if Kathy was the kind of wife that go, no, you're going to have to figure it out. You're going to have to do whatever you got to do. I don't care. I'm not leaving early, right? And that they're out there. That's, and that's okay. That's okay. That, then, that's how. That's what works. <laughs> that's what works. And, you know, get a ride back to the hotel that you might be staying at. And don't be mad at your wife, okay, because she's not the one with the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Or he's not the one with the problem. It's a wife and a husband. And the wife's the alcoholic, right? Or reach out to one of your one of your friends in, in, in a program, one of your mentors, one of your coaches, yeah. whatever, and have them come pick you up. Let them know I might need a ride home. It's okay to ask for help. Men, mm-hmm. and women, also women. <laughs> women. Okay? Don't just swallow your pride. It's okay. Yeah. This is a, people. I've heard the word. Well, my husband's awful selfish. He's always going to AA meetings. Before he used to be a bar and he was never home. Now he's at AA meetings and he's never home. It's like, well, do you like who he is today? Well, yeah. Well, then maybe you should stop complaining. 
And you know what? Yeah, that was an area that I struggled a little bit at the beginning, but I learned to like being by myself. I was not a person that wanted to be by myself. Oh, um, hard. It was hard, but I learned to have that quality time with self. And right. that was one of the things that I took. Mm. Um, talking about self, uh, yeah. one of the things that's super, super <laughs> important is isolation. Don't isolate right. yourself just because you're estranged from your family or you're, you struggle with your family. Um, there are so many people that are on this journey with you if you allow yourself to have them into your lives. Um, Randy mentioned early on that uh, that first year of recovery, we had several people coming to our house that were not family members. And I think uh, that very first Christmas, we had about 40 people at our house. We circled up to pray before we ate. And as I looked around, I would say three quarters of them that were there were all in recovery. Yeah. So don't isolate yourself. Um, isolation is such a dangerous place to be. There are uh, there are family uh, or there are friends I should say that if you um, have to kind of step out. Randy said, "Don't don't be afraid to ask for help." Sometimes it might require saying, "Hey, I don't want to be with my family for this holiday. What are you doing? Can I come with you?" I mean, that is really hard to do, but it's also one of the best things you can do for yourself. So don't sit and squabble in your isolation because it will get into your head and that will be an area of a potential relapse, whether it's a drug and alcohol um, codependency. I mean, it can be a really dangerous, slippery slope to be in isolation. And, and if you're in any kind of recovery, mm -hmm. most recovery groups on the, on the holidays, Thanksgiving um, and, and, and uh, Christmas, they will have a big Thanksgiving feast mm -hmm. at their meeting place. Right. Everybody bring a dish so, type thing. I know it's hard, and it's hard. You know, it might be hard to comprehend, but that is your family right now. Mm -hmm. No, it's not your nuclear family. We understand that, but that that family right there understands you better than anybody else is ever going to understand yeah. you at that point in time. Or you've got a local soup kitchen, right? Go in there and just be a part of. I mean, go in there and and, and like my, my my mentor told me one time. He says, Randy, just go out to a coffee shop. Go to a restaurant, just sit, be quiet, listen, and watch. And you know, there's a lot of homeless places. I mean, you said something places. too. There's there's shelters, there's homeless places that you can volunteer and talk about getting out of self. That yeah. would be a beautiful thing yeah. to be able to offer your services to somebody who is in need, greater need than you feel that you are. Exactly. And there's so many of those in every community. And, and, and look, don't put yourself... Below or above <laughs> homeless, man. Do no. not do that. Because yeah, humble yourself. A lot of those homeless people, they just had a bad shake in life. They're Some just... of them want to be there. Yeah, granted, that that's the life they chose. But they could be you and I. They, they could be you. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. Kathy and I could be homeless. I mean, yeah. God forbid, we never will be. But, um, you, you know, so, and then the, the church, also local churches will always help out, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, you, you don't have to be alone during the holidays, um, and I understand the feeling of being with people that are really um, that, are, that, that are really pouring into you and they're part of your life and want to be there for you, but yet still feeling so lonely mm -hmm. um, because you don't have your family there. Yeah. Nothing great but a family. No, and I think the biggest thing to remember in all of this is that the holidays don't last forever. Right. We're talking a window of time where you might be uh, from you know noon to five o'clock. That's five hours of your day, and then it's over. Um, or it's over sooner if you decide that it's not a comfortable environment for you. So, you know, 
holidays are just a culture, but it's only a few weeks out of the year. And a few weeks out of the year is all holidays. But if we're talking specifically of Thanksgiving, it might be six hours, it might be eight hours, and then it's over with. So if we are prepared well, if we have reached out to a sponsor, a mentor, a therapist, um, somebody that we journey with and let them know where we're going to be, um, and if we do these tools of you know, writing about it, you know, getting the feelings out, getting the emotions out, even in the middle of the day, if you're at a family member's house and you just need a break, say, hey, I'm going to go for a walk. Go take your walk. Get that brisk walk out. It will be over before you know it. It will not last forever. And that should bring peace to you too, knowing that there is a beginning and an end to this holiday that might feel uncomfortable, might feel um, there might be some fear in it. It will end. It will pass. And the emotions and the feelings might hang on. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no question that they might fall. They might hang on. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, after the holidays, you'll have a uh, a process group you can talk with, or you can talk with. Uh, contact uh, us. Call, yeah, con- <laughs> contact us. You know, changeyourlifestorynow.com. Contact us. I mean, we've been we've been in your shoes. Believe it or not. We're not just a couple of people that um, have gone to a lot of school and not got a lot of book knowledge. Mm-mm. We got PhDs in life. PhDs. PhDs. In I like life, those right? PhDs. PhDs in life. Literally, I mean, um, there's a big there's a there, there's a saying that Kathy and I live by, and it's in the Big Book of AA, and it's also somewhere in the Bible, worded differently, but it's this: you cannot transmit something you do not have, right? You know, I might not be you, Kathy might not be you. But we've experienced a lot of the same things that you have experienced. We don't know exactly how you feel, but we know how loneliness feels, and we know what it can be like to work through these holidays by yourself. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's no joke. It's hard. It's okay that you hurt. It's okay that you're angry. It's okay that you feel sad. Okay. Find somebody you can talk with and talk it out. It's very important. And you don't. You're not. I think what's really important for you or anybody as, as somebody that might be going through this is that make sure if you sit down and talk, say, I just need to talk. I'm not looking for feedback. Mm-hmm. I just, I got all this stuff weighing me down. I just need to get rid of it. Right. Right. Because a lot of people have these uh, very well intended intentions of helping you with unsolicited advice that can mm-hmm. actually do more harm. Yeah. Right. And, I know what what I wanted, what Kathy wanted, what every person we work with wants, just to be heard. Mm-hmm. Validate the feelings, be right. heard. Um, just you know, be on the journey with us right. is, is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, community, especially during the times of holiday, is so so important. And I think that that's where you have to make sure that you are making a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice to create the community that best fits your needs at that time of your life during the holidays. And it may not be your family, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be your family. That will come possibly in time if everybody works at it. But create the community that is in the best interest for you where you are at that time. Exactly. I think that's what's important. So um, anything else you want to add to this? No, there's, there's two things. Uh, one is, you know, I often we get I often get people, both uh, the women and the men. Randy, I don't know what to do with these feelings right now. Mm. How do I, how do I deal with these feelings? And the answer is simple, but not comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
Not easy. Not easy. The answer is just sit with them. They're not going to hurt you. They're, they're just feelings that more than likely you never felt before. Or when you started feeling them, you anesthetize them with, you know, with drugs, alcohol, sex, money, food, what, whatever food, that is. Whatever. You just stuffed them, right? And so you've never felt them before. Mm-hmm. So they're Good. uncomfortable. So just, it's okay. Again, find somebody to talk to. Having somebody to talk to is so... Uh, Look at men and women and swallow your pride. Yeah. Just like the holidays will pass, those feelings will pass. They don't last forever. They may come and go. Yeah. But the holidays come and go as well. So let your feelings sit with you, process through them. You don't need to act on them. You don't need to respond to them. Just allow them to pass through. Right. And you're going to hear this from me probably between now and Christmas. What I want to say next is that. You know, I can remember the first big Thanksgiving we had at the house. I, I you know, Kat, it, was, Kat, it was shortly after Kathy's mom had passed. We had a big event over there. And all of a sudden, and I've been working on the 11th step prayer, the prayer of St. Francis. Mm-hmm. My sponsor had me doing a 30-day read on it. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden I saw Kathy getting uptight. I go, oh, this, Randy, go pray, right? Because <laughs> she got uptight, I'm going to get uptight, right? And when I was praying, it came to me the last part of the, uh, or uh, towards the last part of the Saint prayer of St. Francis that said this, and it stuck to me really, I mean, it's, it's still in my head. It says, it's better to love than to be loved. It's better to understand than to be understood. Better to love than to be loved. And better to understand than be understood. And so I left my prayer room with that in my mind for the rest of the day. And, and it, it went 100%, 100% was, was a better day than it could have been. So, yeah, well, what about me? I want to be understood. I want to be loved. Mm. I, I, I promise you, okay, this is where we have to step out of our old selfish ways and think about the other person. Yeah. It, it's part of recovery, right? Just love them and understand them and treat them with love and understanding. And you're going to get get it back tenfold, yeah. I, I promise you. Yeah, that. I was just going to say, I think that in those moments when we think, well, I want the love back, I know that if I love, I get love. If I understand, I get understood. Right. So it does. It does come back tenfold. Come back tenfold yeah. So that's good. So we know this holiday, um, Thanksgiving, is a time for thankfulness. Sometimes um, it may not be, you may not be as thankful as you want to be yet, but that's okay. You're on that journey. Um, And if you are there, embrace it all. Take it all in. Um, Sit around your table. Share what you're thankful for. Grab somebody and pull them along the road. Yeah, if you have, yeah, if you have somebody that you know that may not be or maybe was in your shoes, you know, previously, bring them along. Show them the ropes. Show them what it looks like to be healthy in recovery. Yep. So um, if you have any questions, you know that we're always going to be here for you. Um, our website is changeyourlifestorynow.com. Um, you can check that out. We do have different packages, uh, life coaching packages that you'll find there. We have um, marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, Simbus. We're, Randy is a Simbus certified uh, coach as well. Trauma-informed life coach. Trauma-informed. So, yeah, so, yeah there's, there's several different things that are available to you uh, depending on what your needs are. So we just ask that you check that out. 
You can also check out the website. You can sign up for a 30-minute free consultation just to see if there's something that you need to work on or you know you have something you need to work on. Sign up for that 30-minute free consultation, and then we can go from there. We want to make sure that we are able to help you. Um, you know, we've been on this journey for quite a few years ourselves. So, so and uh, it's one of those things where I wish I had a lot of these tools growing up. I wish I was born with right. some of these tools. Right. Um, but unfortunately, we're not. But they're available to us now. Right. And so we want to be able to pass that on and share that with you. So um, I think that's all we have. Thank you, guys. Also, the Courageous Healers, you want to real quick just Yeah, so we've also got our foundation, the Courageous Healers Foundation, which is a 401c, 501c, gosh, I'm in the (laughs) wrong place today, 501c nonprofit uh, corporation where we help men, women, children, families uh, from the scars of abuse, whether it be physical, emotional, sexual, spiritual. Um, It's a journey that Randy has been on his entire life since he was 13, 12, 13 years old. And um, he has had it in his heart. Uh, God has placed it in his heart, and he was prophesied over that he would be helping men. And so that is what he has been called to do. And um, because of his scars and the things that he's had to journey through, it has affected us as a family. So we as a family have been on board with it as well because we know that just like Uh, addiction abuse also affects the family so we're here to help families as well Um, we are seeking donations to keep our nonprofit up and running if you have it on your heart to make a donation whether it be five dollars ten dollars a monthly donation a one-time donation um, please visit you can connect to the change your life uh, through change your life story now.com to the courageous healers foundation Um, all donations are uh, tax deductible so we encourage you to do that and you will also find randy's book uh, healing the wounded child within at the website um, and it's also available on kindle it's all, it's, it's on amazon in paperback kindle and audible and it. and it's in spanish, spanish. as well yes I mean, it so took a while to get it but we got it we've out got it and so uh, we encourage you to reach out we're here for you we love you guys yep Anything else I missed? No, I, I, I think that's it. Just so much. We want you to know, too, that Change Your Life Story Now and Courageous Healers Foundation are two complete separate entities. We yeah. don't, they don't, they're, they're not, not intermingled. They just, intermingled, right. they help, each one helps each right. other um, exactly. in the in the uh, journey. Right. So Okay. All right. You got it? I got, got it. Got it on family? Yeah. yeah. Got it okay. on family. And, hey, we are definitely, um, Kathy and I and, and my children, we are definitely, a, I can't think. Of, we are deaf evidence of what doing yeah. recovery. We're we're a, a success story in recovery because it was not good before I got into yeah. recovery. And nor was it easy. Nor was it easy. But the um, work is worth it. Yeah, I promise right, you that. Exactly. So. so yep. All right. So remember. Well, first of all, we'll see you on the. We'll, or, or we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you see us on YouTube, we'll see you on the next episode yes. of Healing Courageous. But remember this. If nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. Kathy does. But more importantly, God, God does. does. Be blessed, Be everybody. Be blessed, everybody. Keep safe. Keep a smile on your face. And be, be loved. Oh, be blessed. <laughs>
please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>